1: Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, Thursday, September 28th, 2023. I am Seth Liebson. I have Mr. Bill back in town to my west. I have David Dahl, my producer to my north. I have Miss Terry, septent of him. And for everyone else, it's 602-508-0960, north, west, east, or south, any of the cardinal points six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero, I would like to know what you thought of the debates last night, the debate last night. I will give you my thoughts about it in a few moments um and um I want an update, Mr. Dahl, on your birthday celebration. We need to get to that as well. I hope uh you're feeling all of uh nineteen today as is your new year of life, and um we'll find out what was. What the comestibles were, what the um, Prandials were at the Teddy Roosevelt Bar and Lounge uh, in a few moments. Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, was in town today. He was in Tempe and he gave a speech. And I just knew he would do this. We talked about this with Tevi Troy the other day. Yesterday, was Tevi with us yesterday? Was it only yesterday? (laughs) We were making the point that um, that, uh, the only Republicans— that Democrats and the media speak well of are Republicans who are no longer alive. And of the Republicans who are alive, they're always extremists, they're always hard right, they're always um, unbending, ideological, and any other pejorative that can be attached to them. To wit, uh, when John McCain was running for president— he was the warmonger. He was any number of things, just as when George W. Bush was running for president, just as when Mitt Romney was running for president. When Mitt Romney was running for pe- president in 2012, then Vice President Joe Biden told a black audience. Mitt Romney wants to put you all back in chains. Now, Mitt Romney is the kind of Republican we're told these days that Democrats say we should have more of. Um. This is the same darn thing with John McCain. Katie Hobbs today tweeting all these wonderful encomiums to John McCain until someone smart, a regular listener of this show went through her tweets to find her blasting him when he was alive with the typical pejoratives. Uh, When Joe Biden was eulogizing John McCain here about five years ago, he was speaking of the good old days of when John McCain represented the Republican Party. When we didn't attack the opposition and question their motives. And so, of course, today with Joe Biden speaking in Tempe, he says because he doesn't question motives. Right. And because he believes in bipartisanship. Right. And because he likes the model of John McCain, who could theoretically work with both sides. Right. Joe Biden, your president today, says in Tempe, quote, today's Republican Party is driven and in." intimidated by MAGA extremists. He went on to say that this MAGA threat is a threat to the threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions, but also a threat to the character of our nation that gives our Constitution life that binds us together as Americans in common cause. My point, it's not true bipartisanship, and it's not truly the lack of questioning motives, and it's not truly the absence of attack. That Democrats speak of in days gone by with the Republican Party. It's not what they want, it's that they want everyone to be on their side. And if there is a modern day Republican, party member who is a threat to their power, they will do everything they say they hate. They will question motives. They will go personal. They will question loyalty. They will use pejoratives like threat to the Constitution, existential threat to the country, tears the fabric which weaves this polity together. And what's so interesting to me about it that they do that is that this comes from a party this comes from a party that doesn't even believe 1776 was our founding date or that freedom and equality was our founding ethos, but some other year no one had ever heard of. It's a party that believes people should be judged by the race of and their by their race and by their ethnicity, by the crudest of their characteristics to receive privileges and immunities. It's a party That believes in the spreading and use and legalization of dangerous drugs. It's a party that thinks it's just fine to teach five-year-olds to think and act out sexually with age-inappropriate lessons. It's a party that thinks it's okay for men to compete in women's, in, in women's sports, it's and, and for men to enter and use women's bathrooms and showers and locker rooms. It's a party that believes the border is not important, and thus neither is our sovereignty. It's a party that has no problem holding F the Fourth of July celebrations, and I can't say what the word F stands for, but I think you know, and when they hold those celebrations, they actually Call them that. It's a party that is willing to shovel hundreds of billions of dollars to the leading state sponsor of terror in the world. It is a party that will not tell you the definition of a woman. It is a party that does not believe in the First and Second Amendment rights for all Americans. And it's a party that wants to give beyond any limit and any stricture, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, and Eighth Amendment rights to violent Criminals. It's a party that believes states and municipalities can nullify federal laws. It's a party that wants gates and fences and armed security for itself in expensive suburbs where they can afford them but won't allow other Americans who can't afford them the same barriers and mechanisms of security and self defense. It's a party that wants to and has given voting rights to non-citizens it's a party that will mandate experimental vaccines or make you choose between taking an experimental vaccine And your job. It's a party that will pay people not to work and tax people to pay for the college education of others. It's a party that believes in concealing the goings on at school board meetings and will call people who show up to challenge the orthodoxy of school board meetings, domestic terrorists. It's a party that will weaponize the FBI to put the fear of prosecution into people who want to show up to those school board meetings. It's a party that believes parents should not have a say in their children's education between the hours of 8 a.m. And 3 p.m. It's a party that believes human life at six and seven and eight and nine months can be sliced or sucked to death. It's a party that denounces the notion of American greatness as some kind of dog whistle and call back to racism. That's the Democratic Party of today and more, and yet they get away with A president that says ours is the party that is, quote, a threat to the brick and mortar of our democratic institutions and a threat to the character of our nation, that we are a party that is driven and intimidated by extremists. You tell me what's extreme. They have redefined the realm of extreme. That's what they have done. They have so redefined the realm of extreme that everything I just said they stand for, they do. And would not be recognized by Democrats of 10 and 15 and 20 and 25 years ago and before. The only thing that Democrats of yore would recognize in any of this is the, yes, issuing of privileges and immunities based on the color of skin. And, yes, the nullification of federal laws. That's the only thing. That this Democratic Party has in common with the Democratic Party of your, and they have the gall. And they have the temerity to say we are the party of extremism. If the party of extremism is the party believes that this country was founded in 1776, that its greatest presidents were people like Abraham Lincoln, Calvin Coolidge, and, and, and Ronald Reagan, if the party of extremists is the party that believes that the Constitution of 1787 with its attended Bill of Rights matters and should be enforced, if that's extreme, if that's extreme then yeah, we'll take it. But I think they better take a good hard look in the mirror. And most importantly, because they won't, independents ought to take a real hard look at what today's Democratic Party stands for, and then take a real good hard look at the word extremist in the dictionary. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. We can lose that one, I think, too, David, if you want. Make a little more room for the catalog. Uh, Oh, good. Rob's on the line. Let's get to Rob, and then we'll learn about David's grand birthday celebration.
0: Well, hi, Seth. And uh, I did wish David a happy belated birthday because I know it was yesterday because I've been listening. Also, I don't understand why you would want to kick off any Bill Chase songs.
1: It's I just, I, 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 yeah, I know. It's just, it's overdone, I think. I don't think
0: so, but that's me. Routines um, are the
1: hobgoblins of little minds, is one well, sentence. I, On the other hand, they are the conditions of our sanity. So I am well, caught in the middle with you, well, Steeler's that's, Wheel.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's true. But again, We're
1: not adding that talking, song.
0: No, we're we're uh, I mean, <laughs> or hand handbags and Glad rags, or, right? You know, open up wide, yes. you know. They, they were, I have that album, or yeah, the album. I actually have the record album, not the
1: CD. I have and no I just doubt. Think,
0: Yeah, and I I actually I think that's the only one I have. I didn't buy their later. You ones. probably
1: have a lot of record albums, not CDs, right? I, d- I actually
0: that. do. I bet you do. Um,
1: I bet you do. Yeah. Anyways, do you have a thing? Um, Did you have I a thing to play them on?
0: Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, I even, I even, I think did I, I had a turntable, a Denon, Denon turntable, but I, I think I donated it to Goodwill. It's but the needle have,
1: that matters, I'm told. The needle, and sometimes if you have tubes, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Now there's, there's just a couple things. Um, the, uh, the first thing I want to mention is, uh, I, I, is Joe Biden in Arizona today? Yes. Okay. Then uh, that makes me wonder why uh, Governor Hobbs and Secretary of State and it I was guess, it's, the it was Attorney the weirdest
1: General. thing. I know. I think Katie Hobbs they, they was that here. It, it was really weird. She didn't greet him on the tarmac at the airport last night. But right. but she was, I believe, at the event at Tempe this morning. But it's just so odd to not say why you're relinquishing your authority or your or your or your governorship. It's just a very everything about her is odd. You know, she is an odd person. Oh, yeah. She doesn't do press she conferences. She runs away from the yeah. media. She doesn't speak in the English language. It's just she's everything about her is odd.
0: Well, and she gave I mean, she gave the uh, temporary governorship to Kimberly. Well, Yee, that's what I was Republican. talking about
1: without any explanation but, at all. It's just yeah, without oh, any explanation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, because the other two had di- the, the second and third in line I guess uh, had disappeared as well so uh, oh I, I didn't know, know that
1: you- that I didn't know
0: yeah yeah uh, okay. so the, all three the top three all of whom are Democrats okay. in the state
1: I guess uh, you're right I guess that that makes its just, own sense yeah that would that would well yes so yeah right okay that makes sense
0: and and I don't I don't know whether I hadn't uh, thought means, about it unless that, I
1: yeah. No, you're right.
0: Unless there's a picture of her with Biden or something on a podium. Um, Yeah, I think there
1: is video of her with Biden today at the Tempe Arts Center.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, One of my theories was that he's so bad that even the governor of Arizona doesn't want to be seen. Well, she didn't
1: greet him in the tarmac. And that's weird, because usually even... I mean, the president of your own party. Usually, presidents of opposite, or I mean, the governor of the opposite party would greet the president. I, well, sure. You have that famous scene of Jan Brewer and Barack Obama, for example. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And and so anyway, I just I just found that it's odd. Everything hard.
1: about her is odd. She's an odd duck or bird. I guess she's an odd duck. She can be an odd bird too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and and of course I disagree vehemently with her politics
1: she's the um, most left-wing governor this state has ever had period
0: yeah and and uh, message to moderate last. Republicans
1: who voted for her you have the most left-wing yeah. governor in the state of Arizona's history
0: which still
1: never understand
0: anyway um, uh, read the debate um, I think th- the biggest disappointment I had was Dana Perino a couple of her questions uh, and I I liked Anna Perino. She in fact, uh, when I was in the foreign service, she actually came to South Africa, and was volunteering for a couple of weeks, uh, working in the AIDS hospices. Which unfortunately, she and her husband both, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately is in uh, plentiful supply down there. But I mean, she she had a questions that were just, you know, not. Not suitable, I guess. I so. thought all
1: three of them didn't do a very good job. Dana's an old dear friend of mine, and um, yeah. we used to hang out a lot together when I lived in D.C. In fact, Dagny's, uh, Dagny's bowl, water and food bowls, are gifts from Dana, and we would take our oh, dogs, dogs nice. to the dog beach together on weekends. Um, yeah. But I don't think any of them did very good last night. Uh, no, my gosh, you know, Lud- uh, not- <laughs> Barney, Stuart think- Barney think- couldn't even name it. <laughs> Get the name right out of the box of his colleague on right to his left. The colleague right yeah. to his left was awful, just awful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dana was um, has had better did has done better. Let's put leave it at that. Yeah, right. she's done better, and yeah. and
0: I, I guess you know there was obviously a lot of bickering on stage, uh, which seemed to be uh, Vivek and oh I don't know Governor Christie to some degree, which. Um, I think when Governor Christie was not talking about Trump, he had some decent things to say. When there was no bickering or three people speaking at once, uh, they all had something very you know, reasonable to talk about, but they still didn't have the chance to get more detailed into some of the particulars of
1: the it's, it's almost as if all they wanted was it. a talking point wasn't it it's yeah. almost as yeah. if they just wanted a talking mo- I, yeah. it was such I think, a it, i i just thought it was so flat i mean i know there were fireworks so to speak but i thought it was yeah. flat and i think it's i don't mean to speak for everyone but my sense is it's almost as if it no one thinks it matters anymore that we have the we, we know who the nominee is going to be. We know who the nominee is yeah. going to be, and so much of this is just at this point theater.
0: Well, that's that's a good point. I mean, I think Tim Scott did better this time than his uh, first appearance. I um, I really like Doug Fincham, even though again he doesn't have. a...
1: Oh, uh, uh, Bergum, uh, Bergum, Bergum, Bergum. Yeah.
0: Um, even though he doesn't, you know, stand a chance, I think he's a very intelligent guy, uh, a governor of a state, has some reasonable experience and is i'm sure extremely intelligent.
1: The funniest um, thing i heard about him was does anyone actually know if he's the governor of north dakota? <laughs> Who <laughs> ever heard of funny. this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's kind of like well is is the uh you know the the american uh, president's mount rushmore is that in north or south dakota? Or you know people confuse.
1: There's an know, old rumor that share Sher- you once thought that that was a uh, naturally that that was a uh, that that was a uh, that was uh, a natural occurring um, mountain.
0: Yeah, and and the waters and the rain, yeah, everything yeah.
1: made yeah. those. But um,
0: I think Ron DeSantis did kind of the same. Not uh, enough, right? Did, not
1: good enough.
2: But, but
0: not, but not enough. Not yeah, enough. I mean, again, yeah. I I know uh, he's he he was aggressive when it came to the border. And what to do with the cartels, which I'm totally in favor of, um, on on both accounts between the walls and the take,
1: you know, take the. LiveX said something interesting. I got to take a break. You want to stay around for a minute? Sure. Okay, why not? And and I'll take a call in between uh, you and coming back to you because I have someone with a quick question as well. Teresa, don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Rob, we'll come back to you in a moment. I think we have a (coughs) quick uh, clarification call from Teresa and Chandler. Welcome, Teresa. How are you?
3: Hi, Seth. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, I just sort of the Internet and our family's ablaze with this whole Kimberly Lee taking oh, over yeah, as governor. Yeah. What, what went on with that? Well, I, <laughs>
1: we don't know. And it's very weird. <laughs> so so according to the state constitution, and this has happened with other governors, I remember often when Doug Ducey would leave the state or whatever, then, you know, the next uh, in line is secretary of state. And they fill in as acting governor for the day or for the period of time of the absence. Whenever the governor leaves the state or theoretically, I suppose, you know, is is indisposed due to a medical, you know, uh, procedure or something like that, it uh-huh. the, the powers go to the next in line, which in Arizona's case is the Secretary of State. If the Secretary of State is not available, it goes to the next in line in succession, which is the attorney general. And if the attorney General's not available, it goes to the state mm-hmm. treasurer. So it turns out that for some reason we don't know. I think it's weird as heck. Katie Hobbs wasn't available last night. Thank you. Uh, and neither was the attorney general and no. neither was the secretary of state. Yeah, the attorney general, secretary of state of the
3: governor. And mid-morning, like this morning, there was no press release from today on the governor's page. And then about mid-morning, all of a sudden, it shows up today that she was at ASU with Joe Biden. But the thing was, we have people that go to ASU, and they're saying there was no weird traffic. It didn't look like the president was there. Well, it
1: wasn't at ASU. It was at the Mesa uh, Center for the Arts. Excuse me, Tempe Center for the Arts.
3: Oh, maybe that was yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: out. yeah, yeah. Tempe Center for the
3: Arts. Yeah. Well, I'll be interested to hear because you're the guy that would well, know. Well it's just talking. so
1: weird. But everything about this governor is weird. I was t- talking about yeah. it with Rob. She will not. She will not uh, give uh, uh, press conferences. She flees the press. She can't complete. Sen- it's, she's a very, very weird person and very left wing. And I think she can't yeah. defend her positions or answer questions. I just don't think she's very smart. I think on the ladder of intelligence, she has the loosest of grips on the lowest rung.
3: I do, too. And I'm and it's you know i trying to kind of glean from their press releases what was going on. And it seemed like a couple of days ago she met with the Taiwanese president. And I, I've heard her speak in public, not in public. It's but not. I mean, it's not pretty, media. is it? No, it's terrifying. It's
1: terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 So
3: anyway, well, I thought I'd just yeah, that the it, I just. Yeah, that's what. Yeah,
1: that's the best I can do for you for now. I can turn you over to Arizona's Constitution, Article Five, Section Six. I think it is, but we don't really know the specifics as to why she wasn't available, or why the Attorney General wasn't, or why the Secretary of State wasn't. It's just more drama weird. from the left. It's well, well yeah, you know, they don't feel they have to explain anything, though, you know. They just no, they just well, don't feel we are owed explanations. So much for representative government here in Arizona.
3: Exactly. Yeah, maybe in the country <laughs> we too. We need we need you in one of those positions. Seth.
1: Well, I don't know about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Run that. for Arizona governor. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: if you have a hard time disagreeing with me, try agreeing with me. They said that about my teacher <laughs> Yeah. I don't know about that. But you're sweet to call Teresa, and I hope Thank you'll call you. again. Okay. okay. Have a great day. <laughs> you too, dear. You too. Uh okay, Rob, back to you, sir.
0: Yeah, I was just a, that, that was a good discussion. Um wh- why doesn't Arizona have a lieutenant governor? Uh I
1: don't know. I don't I mean, know. Just, I, I think you know, we just uh, did we just pass we, we will, I believe yeah, in 2026 we're going to vote. Yeah, we're about we're Yeah, yeah we're about to have time. one, yeah, for the first time, for the first time we're going to. Oh, okay. But the lieutenant governor's office was always uh it, the secretary of state was always deemed lieutenant governor or at least having the role of the lieutenant governor. Yeah. So a few times the, um, you know, that's how you got Governor Babbitt. That's how you got Governor Mofford. They were sec- uh, they were attorneys general and secretaries of state that succeeded upwards, you know, into their offices. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, Babbitt ran for election, but Mofford did not, I don't believe. I don't think yeah. she ever ran for election. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, and, um, well, anyway, yeah, it's all weird, and I don't know if it's arrogance.
1: Oh, of course I do. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, they, know, they don't like, feel they owe us an explanation. It's just well, weird.
0: And, and the reporters, you know. But like, I don't want to make and too big other, a
1: thing of it, and I'll tell you why. The more she's gone, fine. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. She's good being gone, as they say. Yeah. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I don't want you know, to make her feel too guilty about this.
0: No, no. Um, but again, uh, nobody in the press seems to be asking anything. Oh, I, know. Oh, I know. You know. I know.
2: I know. I know. Where has where, where she gone? I and
0: know. and again, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, the only people that care about a government shutdown, of possibility are people in Washington. Imagine that.
1: Well, um, you, yeah, know, you know, you it, know, I'll tell you something so else, yet. though. If the press does know why Katie Hobbs vacated and there's a reason they're not reporting it. I'm not saying they do know, but if they do know and there's any reason they're not reporting it so much worse mm-hmm. the shame. Because it means that yeah. they think they know can know things we can't. Another abrogation well, yeah. of duty. All right, and, I gotta and, hit it. I gotta yeah. hit it. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Doug is in Maricopa. How are you, Doug?
2: I'm doing fine, although. I'm a little worried about coming in after Rick because he's uh, charming and fun to listen to. And, uh, I'm not sure if I'm either, but you know, here I am. You're both. (laughs) Hey, I'm wanting to, I, since I watched, I watched both the Republican, uh, debate and, uh, Trump with the UAW, um, I have to say, I was totally fascinated with Trump and the UAW. He has a way of appealing to the blue collar, and he says things that we, as, as Republicans, tend not to say. I, I'll give you a good example of what I'm thinking. Okay. And um,
1: your your line's a little odd. Is it uh, is it some kind of weird thing on well, your end?
2: Um, well, let me. It could be, but it's been doing that since I was on the hold. I should have hung up and called back. Do you, you mind I'm doing
1: that? Just because it's hard on the listener. Do you mind just calling call right back? I'll we'll put right you back. right on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. We'll put you right on. Um, I it, interesting. It wasn't really a UAW speech that Donald Trump gave. It was to actually it was to an auto parts plant that was not a union plant. But it was in the neighborhood, and he was uh, speaking about the strike, of course, yes, and the uh, the element of it where he was saying you can support the green energy initiatives or you can support the unions and combustion engines, uh, but you can't do both. You can't do both. Uh, we're asking—oh, uh, yes, okay, we have Doug back. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, that, you know that was, by the way. Thanks for letting me call back. Um, <clears throat> that was going to be my whole point: is that he comes right out and says that you know you can't say you're for the unions and say for say that you're for the electric cars. Right. Right. You know, it, it's an obvious truth, but so often in politics, the obvious truth is not spoken. Yes. And it's it's so easily destroys uh the the idea of the liberal caring for the little guy uh huh yeah I mean, you, they're talking about selling $100,000 cars to the little guy. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about jacking up the price of gas to $7 a gallon in California for the little guy yeah. who can't afford it. Right. And they're talking about, and then the the logic of it is so moronic that, like, I, I go back to my father's what I call roleism, one of his sayings, that you have to be really educated to be that stupid, because that kind of stupid just don't come natural. Yeah. And, uh, it, and when you think about how many tons it takes, a half a, half a million pounds of rock to be pulled and crushed out of this earth to come up with the uh, heavy metals required for one battery in a car. Mm. And that car, car battery only lasts for so many thousands of miles, and then you have to dispose of the heavy metals. And that's one, some of the worst poison on Earth. None of this makes sense if you come out and talk to them. They stand there like a bunch of dumb bunnies. Mm-hmm. But we got to be bold enough to say it. And by God, hearing Trump talk like that, it's refreshing.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I think this is, as I was saying to, was it Rob or someone, uh, a few moments ago, uh, I think it was Rob, I, uh, this is why I think there wasn't that much interest in the debate last night. Yes. it's yes. it's 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 not just that the most like it it's not just that the most popularly polling person wasn't on stage it's that there's this kind of settled attitudinal notion that he's the inevitable nominee so what's the point by the way this looks like nine million people watched the debate last night that's off from the twelve and a half million last time right right so they're probably going to have diminishing returns even as they winnow the field, is my guess. Did you watch any of the debate last night?
2: Oh yeah, I did. And you know, I listen. I can't say uh, Ramaswamy did the best. You know, Vivek. It, he's like one of my favorites. I enjoy him, even if he is this isn't his turnaround. I just love his vivacious attitudes and his ability to talk about just about any idea. Even though I think some things I can have my question with, but. That's with everybody sure i don't I don't think um, you know, gosh, there was so much bickering that the fact that they're going to impress me with hollering and screaming at each other was like uh, not even. Um, I think one of the biggest losers, uh, truthfully was uh, vice president. Uh, you know, uh, Pence. Pence. Because yeah, none he, of his jokes landed,
1: yeah. and it was awkward. Oh. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: It 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 just I felt really just sad, man. I thought they Ideas all did, my.
1: except I. My own <laughs> sense was I think Tim Scott overcompensated from last time. Everyone said right. he just looked like he didn't show up last time. I think he he overcompensated a little bit. Uh, This is the guy who's supposed to be so cheerful and kind, right? And he came out with just a little too pugnacious. Uh, I think Chris Christie wasn't quite as gifted as he was last time, regardless of what you think of him. He's obviously a gifted rhetorician and debater. I don't think he did as good a job as last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy was... um, Was as uh, condescending as last time. So so there's that. I thought Nikki Haley was not quite as good as last time, but pretty good. Uh, And I think uh, DeSantis was about the same, which is to say he was fine, which isn't quite good enough to do what he needs to do. Uh, Ramaswamy said one thing I have not heard a Republican say in a long time. Uh, On an an interesting issue, on the drug issue. You know, I'm so uh, passionate about the drug issue. He said something for the first time I've heard a Republican candidate say it um, when he was talking about the southern border. He also said, but if we're being honest, there's also a demand side problem in this country, too, a mental health epidemic. That is to say, there wouldn't be a supply problem if there weren't a demand problem. Yes. And I I, haven't heard very many people say that. No,
2: no, and I am so glad again that just like with Trump, we got to start speaking those hard truths. and it needs to be said uh, because when we let those things slide, the, um, the less alternative reality can take hold as truth, which it is far from. And uh, the, the, arguing with the left I have found is, is not difficult if you, have, if you speak truth, in a in a you can be tr- uh happy and fun and you can be sarcastic and you can just you can, it's easy to do but you got to speak hard truths mm-hmm. by the way i go back to something you said earlier about um having the mo- one of the most leftist governors in the country i go back to my um moderate republican friends or my really hardy toity of intellectual uh republican friends who think that conservatism is a little bit lowbrow What's the difference between you guys and a leftist? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, because you will get a leftist elected, and you will get leftist policies. And so, when you whine about it, you better be prepared to defend your stupidity to me. And they haven't been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can feel that you're all morally superior because you you don't put up with his Trump's lowbrow humor. But I will hit you with the harsh reality of suffering and the death that you have put on there because of your apparent lack of ability to reason with that. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to be willing to say that to our moderates and our libertarian friends. You know, we we you know, I'll I stand with you, uh, you know, in election time as brothers. But I'm sorry. You you were totally moronic, and you got the leftists in there, now, so you sit with her now.
1: Yeah, the problem is we all have to sit with her now, and uh, I don't know how long this country can sit with any of it. How much time do mm-hmm. I have? Did I hit the wall? No. God, How much time? I'm sorry, I lost my clock. Yeah, i got to hit a break. Sorry about that. Thank you very much, as always, Doug. Uh, yes, you better- uh, that, that, that is the problem. These are the willing accomplices of the left, those who stay home. Uh, and or those that um, are willing to think that, you know, well, I can stomach a Democrat for four years. Am I out of time? Yeah. Going to the candidates debate, right? Portions of this show brought to you by Why Refi. Why Refi has an investment in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the stock market. It's an investment where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it. There is no loss of principal or any penalty if you need your money back at any time. Interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly. There are no fees in this secure collateralized portfolio from Y-Refi, which is a due diligence approved firm, and where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of of return the investment is not correlated to the stock market or the Fed, not, in case you are worried about stock market volatility or a possible recession. Check them out at investyrefi.com, that's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI24, 888-YREFI24, Um, <laughs> the fact checkers. Yeah, uh, they went after Ramaswamy on the thing you thought they would over at, uh, over at uh, the New York Times. He said last night, transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. So what did the New York Times fact checker write? I'll tell you exactly what the New York Times fact checker wrote. This is false. Being transgender is not a mental health disorder. Many transgender people experience gender dysphoria or psychological distress as a result of the incongruence between their sex and their gender identity. Gender dysphoria is a diagnosis in the Psychiatric Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders and can be given to children, adolescents, or adults. Did you get that, folks? He says transgenderism is a mental health disorder. The fact checker says this is false. And ends the sentence by saying gender dysphoria is a diagnosis in the Psychiatric Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Do they even read what they write? Do they even read what they write? No, they don't read what they write. All they know is that if a Republican is speaking about gender dysphoria or transgenderism, they know it needs to be called out as false because they can't handle the truth. That's what, the, that, that's what the fact of the matter is. They just can't handle it, and they don't know what to do with it. That's the funny thing. They just don't know what to do with this nonsense that they themselves created and foisted upon it, upon us. They don't know how to handle it. So they just call us liars and misinformants and fact-check us as false. But that works for them because we live in a Orwellian world. We'll be right back.